Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Joining us to wrap the pod today, host of the Kevin Sheehan Show and the Kevin Sheehan Show podcast, it's Kevin Sheehan. Uh, Logan's Kevin, a fan. I am a huge fan. I mean, big, big uh, round of applause. Keep yeah. I, can, I can only talk can or clap, you. so. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you can I, do both. I, uh, sorry for my inability to multitask. I will now stop talking and, uh, and off we go. Um, so, uh, you know, there's been so many people that have been writing and, and talking about kind of the end of the Snyder era. And I think there's a couple of, of different things that we can get into kind of the, the best in gigantic quotation marks, obviously some of the worst things, um, we'll keep it all on the field. The, the worst things that happen off the field are pretty self-explanatory and, and we've all talked about them, uh, at great length on, on Eric, Kevin and I have obviously on the radio shows. Um, but when you, when you think of the football side of the the Snyder era as we finally get to walk away from it Kevin like how do you how do you try to summarize what these 24 years have been from where it was to where we are now um well first of all no one would have ever believed it 24 years ago i mean this was and you guys weren't here um this town was unified by this thing more than anything else the football team and the love for the football team. And there was this love affair that went beyond just the winning. Um, there was a feeling that this team was really a part of the community and that it was a proud member of the community. And we were proud to have it as a member of the community. Like I, I've mentioned many times, and I talked about it on today's show, there are lovable losers in sports. You know, the Cubs fans never left them after all of those years. Um, and if they had lost as much as they did lose over 24 years, but behaved differently, I don't think the, you know, the animosity would be at the level that it became, or really the apathy, which grew out of anger. Um, I don't know if it would have ever happened, but it was the losing, it was the incompetence, and it was the outrageous arrogance that went along with it that made them so unlikable. You know, and Logan, I'm not talking about the players. The players in so many ways were the best part of the last 24 years. It wasn't the players' fault, but uh, people in the organization that he hired, um, there was just this combination in business that is the worst, which is, you know, incompetence and arrogance combined. Um, You know, they were so dumb for so long, kept making the same mistakes over and over again, but they never were self you know, never had enough self-awareness to understand that it was their fault. So they never fixed them. 
Um, so we just got, you know, the rinse cycle of bad over and over again. And nobody would have ever expected that. And I, you know, I've mentioned so many times over the years, there should have been a case study done and it still should be done on what Snyder was able to pull off, which was to chase away roughly by rough estimates, two thirds of what was arguably the most rabid fan base in the NFL and one of the most rabid fan bases in all of sports. And two thirds of those people and that that existed in 1999's diehards don't care anymore. And the question is, will they care now? And what will it take to get them to care again if they can care again? But what he pulled off was impossible. It was impossible. But the combination of incompetence and arrogance uh, led to it more than anything else. So here's the thing that I find so fascinating. I mean, of the many things that I find fascinating, right, Kevin? But you, you talk about how rabid it was in the 90s, obviously coming off three Super Bowls, but the community element and everything. What I always find just fascinating and like maddening and angering and to an extent tragic within the realm of the things that we're talking about is part of that rabid fan base was Dan Snyder. Not that I have any sympathy for the man um, by any stretch of the imagination, but like, he was one of the guys who loved it. Like he was a part of that. He loved this thing so much. When you think back to him buying the team in 1999, like how hard is it to imagine where we are now that he let this thing get so far away considering he did love it in the same ways that so many else people loved it so much. He just had the money to buy it. I question uh, how much of a fan he really was. I think his father was a massive fan of the team. You know, there's just, there's so many times over the years where he would say things about the history of the team and it just was off. Like, uh, you know, he, I'm not saying that he wasn't a fan and that he didn't go to games or watch games with his father and enjoy it. I don't think he was the hardcore fan that many of us were and felt it as, you know, emotionally in terms of the attachment. Um, you know, in, in recent days, I've gone back and read a lot of the quotes and read a, a lot about the months and the weeks and the days leading up to the sale. And there was a lot about that, Craig. It was about, hey, he's a fan. And, you know, it's great that a fan bought the team. But I don't know. I, I guess I felt OK about it in the moment. But the bottom line is he was interested in making money more than anything else. And I'll never debate that he didn't want to win also. You know, both things were true. He just didn't know how to do the latter. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You mentioned that there were some like kind of idiosyncrasies that led to the alienation of the fan base, like, you know, like hubris being one of them. Do you have an example of like or, you know, maybe the biggest example of what you you think led to that? Well, I mean, over the years, I mean, just the incompetence is obvious. I mean, the biggest mistake that he ever made organizationally, I think, football wise, other than the treatment of people, um, was the firing of Marty Schottenheimer. That team mm. Logan was 0-5 and looked all of it the first five weeks. 
and he had veteran players like Bruce Smith and Daryl Green pushing back because he was running the Oklahoma drill. And he was building something with a lot of the young players. LeVar Arrington was one of those players. And um, they won eight of their final 11 games with Tony Banks at quarterback. Mm. And Marty, we know, because he won everywhere he went, uh, except in the postseason. Um, but he won everywhere he went. That thing was heading in that direction. It was heading straight up. And Dan wasn't having any fun. That's a quote. Dan wasn't having, I'm not having any fun anymore. Um, and he asked Marty to take a back seat on the, you know, general manager and the personnel stuff. And Marty refused. And that was it. And what, we, that, what does that mean? I'm not having any fun. What, what do you take that to mean? Well, he wanted to be involved I he, see. And Marty, Marty, Marty fired Vinny Serrato. He took away Fred Drasner, one of the co-owners parking spots from in front of the building in Ashburn and told Dan um, and had it in his contract. I make every single decision related to this football operation, period, or I won't take the job. And Dan, at that time, you know, gave it to him. But after a year, he wanted to be involved more. And so in hiring Steve Spurrier, he promised Spurrier a GM and Bobby Beathard. That never came about. Beathard didn't take the job. But Dan didn't really want to give it to him either. Dan wanted to be back involved, and he hired Vinny Serrato. And the two of them for the next nine years, basically, were the co-GMs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Standing was telling the story yesterday on, on my show, too, about how uh, Jeff George played a role in the fun, too. Where, like, Dan wanted Jeff George, even though Brad Johnson had been very, very good. And Marty, after two games, not only benched Jeff George, but cut him. And, you know, that wasn't as fun for Dan. And so you see that play out over the course of time he when Dan Patrick was having Ramsey, too. He's the one that worked out Patrick Ramsey and selected Ramsey. Um, by the way, Logan, you also asked just kind of about the the arrogance, too. I mean, I, I pointed out some of the incompetence. The arrogance was in this feeling that permeated the franchise and anybody as a season ticket holder, a media member, a corporate partner that dealt with the franchise for years, they didn't treat you like a customer. They didn't treat you like a partner. If you were a business partner, they for years felt like you were lucky that they were even allowing you to spend your money to be mm. a part of it. And that went on until it couldn't go on anymore because they were losing fans, season ticket holders, corporate business partners by, you know, the droves year in and year out, especially over the last five years that really accelerated.